0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Living with Will. Success and blessings to everybody who hears this as always. If you're liking the podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe. It helps me reach more people on this quest for world domination. And uh, it's really just fucking, it helps me. So definitely uh, show some love in that regard. But I don't want to hold this up at all. This week's guest, Emily Lazar, is a fucking legend. She's a titan. She's an artist. She's a writer. She's a painter. It doesn't matter if it's graphic novels, rocking the stage. as a fucking rock star or bringing amazing art to the nft space emily is fucking killing it from every angle that she comes at it with and i'm so excited for you guys to hear her story hear her speak and uh she even provided us with a little music so i hope you guys enjoy and welcome back to another week of living with will so I like to start kind of at the beginning for everyone I you know we all started out as kids once upon a time so uh what kind of got you into like music and art and how did that journey start for you
1: okay so I was four years old when I first went on stage like I was a ballerina before I did anything so like I was like this little ballerina at four years old and I started my career like And I wanted to be a professional ballerina and I did that and I actually graduated school early and like went into a professional ballet company and was like fucking like, you know, really like doing it and fucking with it until I had a really bad injury when I was about 18 years old, I fell down a marble staircase and that was the end of my career. I mean, I could not recover from it. Yeah, I was really thin. I was like, you know, 95 pounds at 5'7". So I basically it's like. Dropping a light bulb on a concrete floor, that was my body. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, it really sucked. And so I had to pivot, right? So I pivoted into music because I had went to performing arts school and I had a little bit of music background and I liked it and moved back to New York and started a music career, got signed like pretty much from the jump and uh, into a pop sort of dance sort of thing and and started with that and then worked my way into bands and, and good stuff like that. And then I had a really bad tragic thing that happened to me my one of my best friends um overdosed um in september and i was like torn i was just like why the fuck did this guy have to go when all these like bad people are on the planet and they should really die (laughs) i think that's so
0: (laughs) often I'm you know, so like, everybody thinks that. about
1: that, right? Like, yeah. you're like, why? Like, why is this happening to my friend when there's so many other people that are really crappy people that could go... So, like, I basically created the whole September Morning Universe around that that philosophy. Like, so you have this reaper-human hybrid who, like, gives people second chances at... Gives good souls second chances at life and therefore starts a, a war between the living and the dead because fate, who's, like, the antagonist in the story... Doesn't want all the good souls. He wants. He wants. I mean, he wants to take all the good souls and leave all the bad souls in the world, so the world will self destruct. And September's trying to save all the good souls, so they they start this war between each other, and it becomes this like giant, like epic Lord of the Rings shit. <laughs> like, the nerd that is so totally
0: sick. Like,
1: yeah, it totally came out. So.
0: I love about this. So I usually ask this question towards the end, but you're making me ask it at the beginning, just based on this. If you were a superhero. What would your superhero power be and what would your superhero name be?
1: I mean, September morning. Like, that's my superhero. I I did one, you know? Like, I totally created one. Because I've all, I mean, I've been obsessed with comic books, right? So, like, since I was very young. So, um, so yeah, I mean, this is a reaper human hybrid who can basically, if somebody dies too early, she can take their soul and put them into somebody else's body and let them live out another lifetime. you know, and and that that would be the dopest thing to be able to do. Right. You could save all your friends and all your family and all the people that you love. And I mean, it's a little bit like playing God, but Hey, who cares?
0: (laughs) That's the, that's the nature of the question, right? Like that's, that's the beauty of creation. We create these worlds. right
1: exactly exactly but that becomes like the big question in in the books you know like how, how far is too far like when you're playing god like and i think that's a lot of in a superhero's journey that kind of becomes the essence of the question is like you know like is it right to play god like you know you see that in all the marvel movies with tony like what he does like with ultron and then like in the in the end of like the Avengers movies and stuff like that. I and mean, he 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 has to sacrifice himself, right? He plays this God, but then he ends up being like Jesus, right? And sacrificing himself for the world. And it's like this whole like biblical thing that I see within within that universe. But I think that happens a lot within like um, supernatural like storylines. You don't realize it, but it does all kind of come down to belief systems and, and things like that, which is very interesting. I yeah,
0: think. Emily, that's so crazy to say that because I had an interview recently with uh, different artists, where I yeah. may, I drew that comparison, where I was like, isn't it so fascinating that comic books and animes follow these very like biblical story arcs, like Goku yeah. and uh, like you know anime heroes like Naruto and stuff, very Jesus like characters. You
1: know? yeah it's crazy like you don't want to I mean I hate saying like bringing it back to religion because like obviously like I mean I don't know what your feelings of God are or anything like that but like I mean I'm a little bit on the fence where I where I lie in that sort of realm but but it's like it's interesting that a lot of these com- even Star Wars right Star Wars is like you know I mean it's it's such a parallel to like religious beliefs and like the 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 force and the dark and the you know the whole thing is just I mean, that's like, that's really, that's the oldest story on the planet. And it's been retold and retold and retold and retold and and nobody gets tired of it. So
0: straight up though. I mean, you bring me to a great transition point. I don't know if you're comfortable speaking on it, but you said that you're kind of on the fence as far as like religion. Do you consider yourself a spiritual person?
1: Oh, definitely spiritual. I'm definitely, I believe in energy and I believe in movement and energy and all that sort of stuff. Do I believe that there's God, like this guy on this white throne with this, Like whatever the hell he's holding in his hand, probably not. But like, I mean, I definitely believe there's something bigger than us. Like, if there's not something bigger than us, like, what the fuck? Like, you know,
0: we're on on the same page. No,
1: I mean, I'd like to believe in that.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's how. That's why I call God my Creator because I don't know who they are. I can't pretend that I know, but I have I have a feeling there's something greater than us. I think it would be cool at least.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. The Creator, I like that.
0: Hell yeah! So I, I think it's. I'm really curious, you know, you, so you got into music, things are like, you go into the music, but how did all this like love of comics and and that kind of structure, how did that fall into place?
1: Well, I mean, I, well, when I was like, uh, probably like, nine eight or nine I was down in my grandparents basement and my dad had like these boxes of comic books down there you know from when he was a younger younger child and like and so I kind of dug into them and I started reading Batman first because of course I did and so like the killing joke became my favorite comic book on this planet still is to this day it's so fucking dark but I read that when I was like 10 and I was just like this is dark as fuck and I loved it I was like oh my god you know and it just I mean it it, I mean Batman's kind of like the ultimate you know comic book and 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 story arc and and the fact that he's so tied to the Joker and it's the yin and the yang of it all and like the psychology behind it all and the joker just wants to see the world burn and doesn't really care about anything but chaos and like and batman's like this source of like good apparently but not he's really not that good and like it's so like it's the whole thing is just so kind of fucked and it's great like i love it I it's love so it.
0: real and people yeah. can't see me right now you guys but i'm nodding in approval of everything she's saying because i <laughs> fucking love it it's so true yeah. so how do you navigate like you know a lot of uh and i think it's it's more older people that say like, you got to focus on one thing, but how do you navigate working in all these different spaces um, and, and manage a career in all of them at the same time?
1: Um, I just kind of like love art, right? And I think as an artist, like you're always searching for other mediums. Like you don't want to stay in one place. Like constraints are like the worst thing for artists. If you put a If you put a fence around me, I'm just going to knock the fence down because like I fucking hate it. Like, you know, so like for me, it's like, okay, okay. let's just do whatever we wanna do in whatever space we wanna do it in. Like who cares if it's good or bad or whatever, let's just create. And that's how I kind of go forward with everything that I do. Um, So constraints, there are no strings on me to say the least.
0: That's so awesome. Uh, So I I asked this to a lot of artists and I'm, I'm very excited to hear your answers. If you were to be talking to either your younger self or just someone who's trying to like break into the art world in their way, right? What would be some words of wisdom for you through your career that you've learned that you would like you would tell them hey you know when you're starting out remember this
1: I'd be like learn how to code (laughs) (laughs) like that's really what I would tell myself (laughs) learn how to code motherfucker like what are you doing like that's the future, and I slap myself across the face. Learn how to code. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, no,
0: that's awesome. I, could you mind elaborating <laughs> on that a little bit? Why would you tell them to code?
1: Because I just feel like the future is digital, the future is online, the future is AI, the future is like what you know. I mean, I, I believe, I mean, this is very science fiction of me, but I believe part of us, I don't know if you've seen altered carbon that that tv show Ultimate. i've heard
0: such good things i haven't watched oh my watched god it. will you have,
1: it. have to watch this show <laughs> you right, don't. fucking trip balls it'll be Fuck great yeah Yeah. So like, basically they take your consciousness and it's like in this ball or some shit and like, they call your body a skin and they'll stick your consciousness in whatever skin you want to be in. So your body just becomes like this, like delivery system of your fucking conscious mind. And it's fucking amazing. But all of that wraps around fucking code and AI. Right. So I believe that at one point or another, that's what we will be. We will be a downloadable program. Like, I mean, there's like a lot of like, okay, well your soul isn't really there or something like that but like what is your soul but like neurons firing off in your brain which is basically like fucking code so like I, it's all electric like impulses so like why, why what's the difference you know so i don't know there's there's so much i mean that's a that's a rabbit hole we don't have to go down but like but you i know love it I mean. though <laughs> yeah no, i mean, totally. it's like mind leaking out of your ears sort of stuff but it's <laughs> great it's it's so, yeah,
0: me too. No, I'm so grateful that you touched on that. I think it's amazing advice too. Like, yo, you guys, please do start learning code. Even if even if you're not young, start learning to code. Like, yeah. learn the basics. It's I've just been crucial. learning it. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> yeah. slowly but surely. I
1: have to. I'm like, what is an ERC token code thing? Like, I mean, you know, you need to know that shit. You're going into NFTs. You got to know it. You got to know what's going on.
0: And you just provided me the easiest transition of my entire life. NFTs. It's a space that... We both got into and, and we met through. Um, do you mind speaking yeah. a little bit? How did you find your way into that space?
1: Through Bitcoin, I found it through Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin is like <laughs> Bitcoin is the future. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have like red laser eyes on my profile pic on Clubhouse for a reason, right? So, like, yeah. I mean, Bitcoin kind of led me down the rabbit hole of crypto. Now, I mean. I, you know, as much as I love Bitcoin, I love art more. So I kind of went into the NFT space, you know, um, I, I think that, you know, the NFT space is going to transition to different platforms. I don't think it's probably always going to be on Ethereum and it has like moved to wax and it's moved to this and it's moved to that. So like, I think that it's just NFTs in themselves for what they are, are just, that is the future of so many different things. And I, I just, I think it's amazing.
0: Yeah, yo, that's, it's so valid. And it's kind of a bit of a tangent, but I wanted to bring it back to kind of like the, the advice that you gave. I think the advice to like understanding kind of this new innovative space, like understanding code, understanding blockchain, NFTs. I think that's amazing. As far as like, you know, the physical art though, as far as a writer and as far as music, what would be some advice that you'd give in, in that regard?
1: Um, I mean, as far as physical art is concerned, you know, you just have to do that from your soul. So whatever speaks, speaks to you you need to do I never like the limit is like the limitations are only the limitations you put on yourselves you know that's the put put on ourselves like we need to break those down and just push beyond and that's just what I always tell artists that are like well like what medium should I start in start in whatever speaks to you like what excites you what makes you have butterflies in your stomach what what you know what gets you all like pump to do it the next day that's the medium you start in it doesn't matter if it's coding or if it's like painting on a canvas or digital painting like it doesn't matter just do whatever excites you and inspires you
0: that is inspiring itself and I love that too because I I preach that to people I'm like look I bring on artists and people who inspire me but you might be uh, like you want to you might want to lay tiles for a living and that might be what excites you and exactly to her point like pursue that you know it doesn't yeah you don't have to be a musician whatever is gonna get you up in the morning is what I want to see you do so I'm so grateful that that was the advice you gave I think it's it's so bad
1: you gotta you gotta expand your you know expound on your passion it's all about passion like a hundred percent yeah
0: real shit though so in the same vein you know like I think this is amazing advice that you're giving but what is some of the advice that you've been given along the way that's helped inform you
1: I mean, I think from a very young age, I was given that advice. Like, you have to, like, live your passion. If you're not living your passion, what the fuck are you doing on this planet? God damn. Like, I mean, you know, you only have a limited number of years. You know, we haven't been able to download our brains into those balls yet. So, like, we, you know, we have a limited amount of time. And it's it's finite. You know, why is Bitcoin so precious? Because it's a finite amount, you know? We have a finite amount of years. Time is the most precious commodity on the fucking planet you can't buy it. You can't sell it. You can't like when you're, di- when you're going to die, you're going to fucking die. So like, you might as well just live your years with passion and joy and enthusiasm. I'd rather do that and have a, have a very like off center life than live on a treadmill. Like who the fuck wants to live on a fucking treadmill? Like let's that, that is
0: so valid. I love that. So to that point, what are some of the things that you're working on right now that some people should be watching out for in that regard?
1: I mean, I'm excited about the NFT space. I'm excited about working on more animation. I mean, I'm doing a, a an auction on um, Saturday. I'll invite you on that event, by the way. Please. Um On Saturday, we're doing it um, at NFT Tips. We're doing the auction that's live. And then um, I'm dropping more art next week. And I just, I keep on making m- making more art and, and dropping it and like and exploring the world and doing animation and music and you know i was the first female fronted rock band to drop an nft and also sell an nft and also auction an nft so like i kind of made history with that which was pretty dope and i and i'm just Trying to follow through and expand my universe, and and I love storytelling through these NFTs. Like I'm, I introduce my my first character of September, and like her, like fighting reapers in the first NFT, and the next NFT is going to be about the antagonist that she's fighting, and like what he's all about. And I'm just going to tell a story. You know, it's just all about telling a story with music and art and animation and culture.
0: So fucking cool, yo! That's so exciting, <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> How does it feel being like a pioneer in this space, you know, you were like the first female musician to really do this? What what has that experience been like for you?
1: Um it's just it's awesome, you know? I mean the the amount of press I'm doing right now is kind of crazy, but it's it's been really cool, you know? Like just just being a pioneer. I've always, you know, the transmedia project I did with September Morning um when we first started people were like what the hell is transmedia nobody even knew the term and i was like oh it's when you tell a story across all different types of media and all different types of platforms and they're like wait what you know and i'm like no like i'm i'm tell like i'm doing it in live performance i'm doing it in videos i'm doing it in graphic novels it's all tied to the same character i play the character on stage we do comic cons anime fest like you know rock festivals like like major tours like it's all wrapped around the central character and storyline and that kind of blew people's minds because they would never heard of anything like that and there wasn't anything like that out there and now I just keep on continuing it into like NFT spaces and things like that It's just so fucking exciting and and you know I'm just very grateful that I got to like jump into the pool before anyone else did.
0: Hell yeah and I'm glad I'm just grateful to be watching you do your thing it's been really cool just getting to know artists like you through clubhouse has been fucking incredible for me. You know, like just as a fan of art, I'm like, yeah, fully immersed in some of the most creative spaces I've ever been in my entire life. And it's fucking yeah. incredible. I
1: bet it's exciting because you did A&R, you did like all this stuff. So like you worked at the labels, you saw how, how like it's now shifting to independent how it's shifting to like, you know, tra- you know, the, the blockchain, which is totally transparent and direct to consumer and like, generational wealth based on royalties that go direct to the artist. I mean, it's just, it's a whole different sort of like world out there and I, and you've seen both sides of it. So that's pretty exciting for you, I'm sure.
0: And that's why I left. That's why I left the, <laughs> the, the, the yeah. I, I went into the corporate world to learn how it works so that I could help disrupt it. And what I realized was like, I don't even need a help. It's gonna happen, it's happening, blockchain. Like these, these systems that I wanted to help dismantle are going to be dismantled completely, like the, to your point, like this technological evolution we're seeing, could like blurring the lines between like you don't need middlemen anymore. You can go direct to your consumer as an artist. That shit yeah. is like, we don't need I mean, if you want to work with the establishment, you still can, but it's like it's not yeah. needed anymore. And I love that. I yeah, it's not
1: necessary. That. I think Black Bear did it really well from the jump, right? Blackbear really fucking crushed it. Like he he made it okay to be an independent artist in pop and fucking crush it and he did and he did it and without even nfts at that point so like you know and and now going forward now we have this sort of realm that we can explore holy shit you know it's like endless now it really is i love
0: that actually that brings up a great point to me you know we're talking about kind of disrupting these systems and like these establishments that are are quite problematic and i think there it's a reflection of society and and society's problematic nature how has it been navigating this space as a woman? Have you had things like sexism coming in and and disrupting it for you? Or has it been like a a more, like a less toxic environment for you?
1: I I think people get a little frightened of me to be honest, (laughs) because I'm just so like, (laughs) I mean, you've heard me in clubhouse. I don't like, I give no fucks. Like I give zero fucks. Like I don't care if you don't like me, fuck you. Like go like somebody else. Like, like, it's just like, this is how I feel. This is my opinion. I'm going to stand by it. I'm not trying to, like, bulldoze, like, on top of people. I'm not trying to, like, force my opinions down your throat. But I'm not going to stand by while you try to force yours down mine. And I just feel like if you're an artist, you stick by your guns, you know? You stick by, like, what you believe in. And um, and I've always been that way. So I, I, I've never really been on that side of, like, of, 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 like hate or like i mean i'm sure there's people out there that can't stand me or can't stand whatever but there's always going to be people there's always going to be haters everybody has a hater every everybody in the public eye has a hater there's not one that everybody likes like somebody's not gonna like you you're Um, so
0: right you know
1: it's just like dating a really hot chick one day like some, there's one guy out there that is sick of fucking that girl. Like, let's be real, right? Like, it's like, you know that, and you're laughing because you know this shit's true. But, like, it's like, you know, nobody can always be liked by, by everybody. It's just how it works. So, like, just stand your ground. And if people, or if there are like, you know, people that are anti women or like whatever the hell, like, oh, well, how are you in a rock band, in a metal band? You're a fucking girl. And like, fuck you. Like, <laughs>
0: straight up fuck,
1: fuck like you know i can do whatever i want like this Agreed. is 2021 2020 2021 like get over it you like know? stop
0: hating like yeah, how is hating, hating not outdated yet
1: <laughs> yeah so it's, i know i'm like how is hating not canceled like it's just so stupid it's like right it's really like trolling is really should be canceled at this point it's it's just un, it's unnecessary emotion like what the fuck you know totally
0: you're wasting your life focusing on other people's lives in a negative way you think that's not going to negatively impact your own life like
1: exactly. You- exactly and like we were talking about energy like that is bad energy And when you put bad bad energy out there you get bad energy back where it do happens. you think
0: it's going it's
1: going yes. right back into exactly. you exactly so that's
0: stupid. Gonna come back
1: at you like tenfold like stop uh, doing that. yeah. And yeah that's one of the that.
0: reasons I, I i reached out to you so quickly like for people that don't know emily please check out her stuff because like you you are able to be yourself in such a powerful way without exactly to your point. You're not like stepping on people's necks. You're not like taking space away from people. You're just asserting who you are in an awesome and inclusive way. And I just don't understand how more people can't do that. Like it, yeah. shouldn't, not, it shouldn't be a rarity. Like just do you. Stop focusing on other people. Like it's just, it's, yeah. it's absurd. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: But I'm so grateful I, I, when I get, I, I don't know. oh, go ahead the compare and compare and, and compete thing, compete and compare, like that shit is so like 1990, like what the fuck are you doing? Like go back, go back to the olden days and do it back then. Don't do it now. Like we're so far in the future. Come on.
0: Completely. And that's one thing I had to learn, you know, and and this, you have been helping me with these transitions so much, but one (laughs) of the things that like I had to realize about myself, right. Is that when I was kind of transitioning out of like working corporate jobs, working, you know, um, activism and, and government related jobs and starting to working on my own voice at first that I did have to unpack, you know, that comparing like social media was really difficult for me because I'd see right. peers flying that I'm like, why is it not me? And I had to realize, yo, like be happy for other people. Like comparing yourself is it's like a road to ruin. Um, and I had to work on that. And I think that this period of introspection we've all had, where we're all locked at home and we have to kind of come to terms with who we are has helped me with that. But what are some ways that you have been, you know, looking inward and introspecting? What are some ways that you've been looking to improve yourself, like outside of the art on like a personal level?
1: I mean, I think that like the compete and compare thing is going to be relevant to anybody, anywhere, anytime. Like, I mean, even if you're the best person on the planet, you're always going to have a little, that little voice inside of you that kind of nags you a little. It's so fucking shitty. Like it's hard to silence it sometimes because, you know, we are like, you know, as artists, we do have a competitive nature and like, and just as, as human beings, we do have a competitive nature. So I think that, you know, you just got to like work on that. And I work on that and, um, and it 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 comes to fruition sometimes and and sometimes I get beyond it and sometimes I get stuck in it a little and I just have to remind myself that I'm on my own journey. I'm on my own path and it might look a lot different than somebody else's. And the more that I just focus on my own journey and the more energy I put towards that journey and that positive, like like positivity towards that journey, like the more I'm going to like it, it snowballs. It's like that energy always snowballs. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And the grass is always greener um, where you water it. So if you, like, wa- like if you are focused on something and like, giving that love, it's going to grow. You know. But if you're not focused on it and you're expecting it to grow, then it's not going to grow. And just, just like being aware of that and being aware, aware of like, where I put my energy and where I put my focus and where I put my time, and where I put my love, and that's, like, that's my big thing right now.
0: I fucking love, I'm picking up everything you're putting down, and I'm taking notes, (laughs) and I hope everybody else is as well. It's, so you, you made such an amazing point, right, like, that little voice, first of all, I hate that voice, but it doesn't go away, like, and so one way that I've been, right, and one way that I've been kind of addressing it is, like, I'll have those, like, self-doubt, like, inklings pop up. And hey. I used to, it used to make me spiral, right? Like I'd have the negative thought and then it would just, my whole day would just spiral into negativity. So now what I do is like, I'll have that initial negative thought, like, oh, you know, you're not doing enough, or et cetera, whatever. And then I'll immediately be like, nah, fuck that. This shit, you got this. Even if I don't <laughs> believe it, you know? Yeah. Cause that, yeah. putting out that positivity, it's, to your point, it's like the more that you nurture and you like p- surround yourself with positivity, you're, the more positive things happen to you professionally, Uh, relationship-wise, like, everything. It's crazy. Right,
1: exactly. And it's also, you have to surround yourself with people that believe in that. Like, because because that, that, then everything kind of, like, it's, like, compounded interest, right? Like, everything compounds, and, like, it gets greater and greater. So you surround yourself with people like that, and, and you're good to go. But, you know, like, when you do have that, like, feeling, like, I always tell people, you need to, like, have the feeling, acknowledge the feeling, like, know you're having it, go through it like it takes 5 minutes to like feel it take 5 minutes but limit it like literally set your clock like your timer for fucking 5 minutes go through it cry panic punch a wall for 5 minutes and then when the alarm goes off you're done like time it time that shit that's what i have to do like if i get into like these fucking black holes of like an abyss of like bullshit like I put it on a timer on my clock. I'm like, okay, I'm giving myself five minutes to cry this shit out. And I give myself five minutes and then that fucking alarm goes off and I'm done. I'm done. I've went through it. I've felt it. Now it's time to move forward. Now what are we feeling? Now what's next? You know?
0: That's so badass. I am gonna well start doing that.
1: And I hope that do other it. people
0: take that as well. Yeah, I sit. swear it's to God, second, Will, yeah. if
1: you do it, you'll be like, oh my God, this fucking works. Because, because the thing is, if you bottle it up, if you're like, okay, no, fuck it. like If you bottle it up, it still stays there and it just kind of, it does its compounded interesting and then it gets worse and worse and worse. But if you actually like, just give yourself five minutes, give yourself five minutes. You know, if you have to go away, go into your room, shut the door, fucking do whatever the fuck you have to do for five minutes, come out, be, be all good. That's what you gotta do.
0: Yo, such amazing advice. And how does some of these things like, how does this work into, I guess, you know what? I'm going to ask it this way. We're talking a lot about like, you know, positive improvement for life, but I'm curious to know, like how does this kind of inform your process with creating? Like what is your creative process?
1: Um, It just, it kind of depends what I'm creating at the time. Like I'm trying to write a song right now and I've, I'm kind of like hitting a wall. And so I've just, you know, it's been a little bit, tough. I haven't written in a bit. So I've been working on other sorts of forms of art. So now I'm kind of like going back into the writing process, kind of having to like reteach myself like where I was back in the day, like, like, um, you know, like six months ago when I was writing lyrics, like, where did I where did I come from? So sometimes it takes a little bit of like relearning sort of recal, not even relearning, but recalibrating your brain, you know, okay, this is like the this is the place where I have to be, when I create this, this type of art. So I need to put myself in that place. So that's kind of like what I'm dealing with right now.
0: That's fucking sick, I love that. And I, I'm, I'm really grateful for you saying that too because like my, similarly, you know, we do different things, but sometimes like, I'll wanna, I'll, like, let's say I'm trying to make music. I'm like, oh, I can't really do it right now. So I'll go put that energy into a medium that I feel like I can do that day. And it's cool right. that like, it's cool to hear someone that's doing it on such a higher level, like that you kind of have the same
1: and yeah, I hope that other people to. respond
0: to that as well. That's dope.
1: Yeah, you have to. You, you. I like, can't like force something. The, the square peg, round hole shit is not a good place to be. Like you know, like it's you know, I hate that. I hate when people are like, okay, we're gonna go in and write a song in two days. We have two days to write it. Fuck! Like, don't right. put limits on me. Like, let's just go in and have fun. If we write a song, we write a song. If we talk about like world peace for two hours, fine. Well, let's talk about you know, like. I mean, I've been in. I've been in writing sessions with with pop guys where I sat down, we talked about politics for nine hours, and then we wrote a song in 30 minutes, like, or, and then on the converse, we've all, I've also been in pop writing sessions where I've tried to write a song for nine hours, can't write shit, and then talked about po- like politics for 30 minutes and went home. So like, I mean, it doesn't like, It, it all kind of like, is a, uh, you know, it's all very subjective to where you are. Yo,
0: that's so. That's such facts. Do you think that politics and activism have a large part to do with your creative process or just who you are as a person?
1: I mean, yeah, I think that it does, like especially nowadays because I think we're so like in that, Space and it's so prevalent and relevant right now with the world we live in. We've just been all at home focused on what the fuck is going on. So I think that it's really made that like Wake the Dead, the song that's on my first NFT, is a political song. It's like the first political song I've ever written in my life, but I wrote it from a place of like being in this world where it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like there's so much misinformation out there. And Wake the Dead was like, like pleading with people to actually like you know, take their own morality and their own point of view and like go with that instead of relying on news or outside sources to, to give them their decision, to make their decision for them. Fuck that, take your own own self and like make that your decision-making process, you know, and, and, and push that forward because we can't trust all this misinformation. We can't trust all the FUD out there. And there's a lot of it, you know, especially in this day and age.
0: No question. I literally just had a conversation with a journalist that I'll be airing at some point, and I, I was asking about that. I was like, "What happened to the truth? Like, it's all opinion now. We don't have any. Yeah. We don't have sources we can go to. And no, I'm reading facts right now. It's so frustrating."
1: Yeah, it's very frustrating. Very. frustrating. Hell yeah.
0: Well, listen, I don't want to take up too much of your time. This is first of all, let me just say, an incredible interview. Be just, <laughs> so much fun.
1: Thanks, I'm so Luke. glad.
0: Yeah. No question. Yo, thank you. You don't have. To, I'm. I'm the one who's <laughs> grateful. But um. I like to kind of wrap it up in in a more like, you know, grandiose way, but I want to
1: start by saying
0: we have the NFT projects that I want people to keep an eye on, but any other projects, whether it be music or otherwise that people should keep their eye on?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you go to septembermorning.com and that's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, com. You can see like everything that's going on with the band and the, and the transmedia project um, as well as the NFTs and all that sort of stuff. But also like, we're probably going to start working on the second graphic novel this summer um, through a Kickstarter campaign. Like we did the first one through Kickstarter with image and top cow. So we're going to probably start doing that for, through image and top cow um, through their Kickstarter campaigns and, um, and launch that and it's going to be really exciting. We're going to be working on new music for it and all this sort of stuff we have another new single coming out probably in the next like two months or something. So um, we have Kill This Love out right now, which you can stream on Spotify or any of the major platforms. You can download it, you can do whatever. Um, that song's going to be featured on my next round of NFTs, which is going to be pretty dope, um, focused on the antagonist of the graphic novels. So like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. So just, you know, keep in touch with us like through social media, through Twitter. My personal Twitter is at M- Emily Lazar underscore SM. My personal Instagram is at Emily Lazar underscore SM. So you can keep in touch with me and the band of course is September morning all across the board. And uh, the links to all of those social medias are on the website, septembermorning.com. Amazing.
0: And for anybody that's listening right now, don't worry. If you look in the description, you can see her website and you'll be able to find it on the, on the page on all my socials as well. When this comes out. So, So super grateful for that. And I just want to ask you, you know, if you, if we're gonna be chilling on private island one day, looking back on this interview. And also, I want to say, when we, when you are doing that Kickstarter, I would love to have you back, and we can just promote what's happening. Yeah, uh, let's do I'm, it.
1: That would be dope. Let's fuck do it. Yeah. No,
0: any, any project that you have that you want to promote, <laughs> you have a spot on this show. Like, thanks, Leo. I
1: appreciate you. Thank of you. Of
0: course, yo. This is all about supporting, you know, innovative, inspirational leaders and artists, and you hit every single one of those boxes. So it's my pleasure to have you no no question so uh yeah just to just to wrap it up I'm gonna leave leave you with the last thoughts if you were to look back on this interview 30 years from now we're like drinking Mai Tais on a private island you're like (laughs) damn we really did that what would your kind of words to the audience be Emily's words of wisdom
1: um learn code I'm just kidding (laughs) um yet again I'm just kidding um no um you know like okay you have, like, one, one job in your whole entire life, and that's to follow your passion. Like, whether it be relationships, job, work, like, where you live. Like, if it doesn't scream to your inner core and, like, make you feel something, if it doesn't make you feel something, don't do it. That's what I would say. Unless it makes you feel something, then you do it. But that's how I make my decisions in life. And that's what I tell people to do.
0: I love that. It's fucking incredible advice. Well, listen, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your time with us. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to everything that you work on.